All right, so the Democrats have a plan for one party rule. Now, you know, what separates a, a democracy from communism, from a monarch, from an aristocracy, or uh, any type of government system? Typically, with a democracy, you have multiple parties fighting for control of the country. And what's been pretty interesting to see is that the plans that the Democrats have, the agenda that they're putting forward has very little to do with actually helping the country. Uh, you know, they killed the Keystone pipeline, uh, all, all these things, you know, transgenders in the military and in sports on and on it goes very little of these things are going to help the American people. Uh, and it seems like their agenda is more focused on destroying Republicans and building a, uh, system that would entrench Democrat rule for decades to come. Now, the first, everyone was zoom in on this a little bit. The first bill uh, that the Democrats have brought into the House, their new House, it's called HR1. It's a bill that <laughs> this person says that will destroy America. And basically, it mandates nationwide mail-in voting, banning restrictions on ballot harvesting. And ballot harvesting is where people just go out and they grab ballots and they, you know, uh, turn them in. And uh, it's just, it's completely fraudulent. Uh, they want to ban voter ID. They want to allow criminals to vote, people who have, uh, you know, criminal history. They want D.C. statehood and much, much more. And, and then the other thing that they're doing simultaneously is trying to pass amnesty. And the amnesty, they want the amnesty to be for any illegal that was in America on January 1st. And the official number that's been regurgitated for the last 30 years is like 11 million. It's only 11 million people. But it's a lot more than that. Uh, if you live in certain communities or, uh, I mean, there's entire parts of cities that, you know, very few people speak English. And, uh, you know, typically that's a pretty good indicator that there's a lot of illegal immigrants in those areas. So the Joe Biden agenda, if it is pushed through, if it becomes law, if these things, you know, if they criminalize being conservative if they push through these new voting rules, if they legalize, you know, 30 million illegal immigrants, then yeah, uh, you know, start looking for Ta America's Taiwan or something like that. Cause there's really no other option, but it hasn't happened yet. There is some light at the end of the tunnel. That's that indicates that some of these things may not happen. We'll have to see, but anyways, let's start off with this bill. So here are some of the things in the in this bill. HR1. Number one, internet only registration with electronic signature submission. So to register to vote, just do it online, online signature, bing bada boom for our elections. Number two, banning the requirement to provide a full social security number for voter registration. Now uh, when illegal immigrants apply for jobs and everything, they get social security numbers. You know, typically speaking, 
they're stolen. They buy them from people who get a hold of these numbers. Uh, but regardless, they want to remove that. So that you only have to provide the last four digits, of your social security number. And the only reason that you would do that is because you want to make it easier for people to apply and since all American citizens uh, are given a social security number at birth or when you become a citizen, there's no other explanation than fraud. Okay, number three, nationwide motor voter registration. So note that motor voter registration is how thousands of illegals became registered voters in California and Nevada. So uh, here's what it says in the bill. The term automatic registration means a system that registers an individual to vote in elections for federal office in a state. If eligible, by electronically transferring the information necessary for registration from government agencies to election officials of the state, so that unless the individual affirmatively declines to be registered, the individual will be registered to vote in such elections. So automatic registration to vote for people who have a uh, identification, which is basically everybody. 16-year-olds required uh, required to be registered to vote. So treatment of individuals under 18 years of age, a state may not refuse to treat an individual as an el eligible individual for purposes of this part of the grounds that the individual is less than 18 years of age at the time of Contributing agency receives information with respect to the individual so long as the individual is at least 16 years of age. So they want more kids who don't know up from down to be able to vote because they want a better electorate. No, they don't. They want a less informed electorate because that is their specialty. So that's interesting. Number five, nationwide same same day registration. And here's the problem with, with that. It, it sounds nice. I don't actually have a problem with it in theory. The problem with it is it causes a lot, a lot of fraud, right? Because you can be down. Someone could be down 1,000 votes, 2,000 votes. Oh, well, actually, we had these 2,000 people register today, and uh, they voted today, and here it is. It's just ripe with fraud, as usual. Uh, some more children voters. Number eight, prohibiting attempts to clean voter rolls of non-residents. So this is a big one. One of the biggest problems with fraud in elections is the voter rolls are super, super outdated. So you have people who haven't lived in addresses for years. You have dead people. I mean, you, we all heard about dead people voting. All these types of things. And if you don't clear the registration rolls from time to time, someone hasn't voted in 10 years, take them off the list, right? Uh, if you don't, there, there's in a lot of these states, there's no process for this. So since there's no process for this, you have voter rolls that are just completely outdated. Uh, you know, half the people there don't live at the right address, are dead, move states, whatever the case may be. And that's how a lot of these states, you know, have amazing uh turnouts that are like 95 to 5 percent for democrat over republican because it's just bogus voters it's bogus voter registration and that's why you see dead people voting and other things like that you know one of the things that people don't really talk about enough but this year in milwaukee they had uh the city of milwaukee in wisconsin the turnout was like 87 percent 
It might have been a little higher, but it was something like 87%. That is not realistic. That is not what happens in a free and fair uh, election where there's voter integrity. That's what happens when you have rules like this where people just stuff the ballot with uh, with dead people, with whoever. They just stuff the ballot so that Joe Biden can win. So we already have a system that's broken. We already have a system that's being abused and, and used. If some type of form of legislation like this passes, that'll literally be the end uh, of America. Or it'll just be the case where both sides will have to cheat because if the Democrats pass these rules, we know they'll be cheating and it will incentivize Republicans to have to cheat too because there won't be any other option. Uh, number nine, murderers and rapists can vote. Okay. Uh, number 10, mandatory early voting. Each state shall allow individuals to vote in an election for federal office during an early voting period, which occurs prior to the date of the election. In the same manner as voting as allowed on such dates. So right now, some states have early voting, some states don't. The elections have typically been left up to the states, but they want to make it mandatory. Again, another obvious place for fraud. Number 11, the big one. Nationwide vote-by-mail ban on ballot protection measures. Legalized limitless ballot harvesting. So uniform availability of absentee voting to all voters. If an individual in a state is eligible to cast a vote in an election for federal office, the state may not impose any additional conditions or requirements on the eligibility of the individual to cast a vote in such an election by absentee ballot by mail. Prohibiting identification requirement as a condition of obtaining a ballot. You read these things and you laugh because it's so absurd, but a state may not require an individual to provide any form of identification as a condition for obtaining an absentee ballot, except that nothing in this paragraph may be construed to prevent a state from requiring a signature of the individual or similar affirmation, an affirmation, you know, affirmations they need affirmations not identification not proof affirmations as a condition of obtaining an absentee ballot prohibiting requirement to provide notarization or witness signature as condition of obtaining a casting ballot okay number 12 banning voter id by replacing it with i totes promise i'm not a degenerate rigor okay so again you know uh then they're trying to get dc statehood which if you've ever been to D.C., it's just a bunch of government workers. It's literally just government workers. It votes like a 97, 98 percent Democrat every time. Uh, number 14, complete congressional takeover over redistricting. Now, this is actually constitutionally. This is against the Constitution. Almost all this stuff's against the Constitution. But if you let a bunch of Democrat congressmen do the redistricting, then it's going to just be it's going to just be rigged for Democrats. That's all it will be. It's totally unconstitutional. But they're going to throw it all in there and see what sticks. And there's some other stuff too. It's it's pretty bad. Uh, uh, Philip Klein, Phil Klein wrote a really interesting article on on this bill and i want to just read it it should take a couple of minutes but i think it's really worth your time um it's titled democrats have released a roadmap to one party rule so here we go 
The Democrats appear intent on instituting one-party rule in the United States. They're trying to use the U.S. Capitol rights as an excuse to criminalize dissent and banish conservative voices from the public sphere. And at the same time, they're hoping to use their temporary razor-thin majority in Congress to rewrite the rules governing our elections in a way designed to keep the Democrat Party entrenched in power for decades to come. In the House, Democrats have revived sweeping election reform legislation that died in the Senate during the previous session, perhaps hoping they can browbeat enough Republicans into going along with them. If that happens, the grand old party of Abraham Lincoln might as well disband, because Republicans would never have any hope of regaining congressional majority or controlling the White House under the rules that H.R. 1 would put in place. Although the Constitution explicitly places the state legislatures in charge of managing federal elections, H.R. 1 seeks to use the power of the purse to bludgeon the state into conforming to a centralized system pioneered in California and other deep blue states. Congress can't technically compel the state to change their voting laws, but seasoned politicians know that the states have become dependent on federal money to run their elections and can't afford to pick up the tab themselves. To make matters worse, H.R. 1 declares that Congress possesses, quote, ultimate supervisory power over federal elections, unquote, an extraordinary usurpation of governmental authority that the founding founders specifically assigned to the states. The 2020 election witnessed private interests dictating the manner in which the elections was conducted in the nation's urban cores. Mark Zuckerberg alone poured $419 million into this scheme. The goal of centralizing power in the hands of the federal government has long been at the heart of liberal politics, and this legislation demonstrates why. H.R. 1 would codify the very practices, many of them currently illegal in most states, that created widespread irregularities in the 2020 elections and contributed greatly to public mistrust of the electoral pro process. In 2020, state and local officials used the COVID-19 pandemic as justification to ignore or deliberately violate state election laws. If HR1 is enacted, they won't need any such excuse in 2022 because the states will have no choice but to implement policies such as legalized ballot harvesting early voting, and universal mail-in voting, as well as repeal of voter ID laws, signature matching laws, and any other ballot security measure. For example, H.R. 1 would allow ballot harvesting on steroids. Voters would, for the first time, have the ability to print out their ballots at home. Print out your ballots at home! Creating a gapping security hole that could easily be exploited by either domestic or foreign interests. The legislation would allow allows third parties to collect ballots from an unlimited number of absentee voters and submit them through ballot drop boxes, dramatically increasing the risks of vulnerable Americans could be bullied, bribed, blackmailed for their votes without the pr protection of election workers. Under the rules outlined in HR1, election observers wouldn't even be able to challenge the legitimacy of ballots without written documentation, making it virtually impossible to document or detect election irregularities. Nothing in this legislation would plausibly be interpreted as a means of restoring public 
confidence in our elections. But the reforms establish a clear roadmap to one-party rule. This is especially so when you consider the new proposals for the, the war on domestic terror aimed directly at the free expression of American citizens. We can only hope that principled Republicans and Democrats will reject the uh, direct assault on American democracy and individual freedom and resist the institution institutionalists in both parties who believe that American people need them to protect us from ourselves. The way to create one-party rules to control information and control the way a nation selects its leaders. The political left has joined with big tech and government careers and aggressively trying to do both. So this is an interesting article. I think he brings up a lot of good points. Some of the stuff we just went over in conjunction with that Joe Biden's amnesty is for everyone who was here on January 1st. Okay. So you're talking about millions and millions. I mean, you're talking about 20, 30 million people, maybe more. And, you know, one of the, I think biggest criticisms of trump and i think a, a valid one is trump never really did anything about the legal immigration problem he built a wall but there were really very few if any deportations ever there were no deportations and i think that if you actually if you look at the deportation numbers they actually went down under trump they went down. And I don't think you need to round up 20, 30 million people. But you need to make it seem like it's an uncomfortable situation. And, you know, I've looked before at like, oh, how do I get my residency in this country? Or how could you get a, a visa at this country or, or that country or whatever? And it's not easy. It's not easy anywhere. There's no country in the world where it's easy. There just isn't. And I would never consider just bulldozing into another country and saying, oh, well, you know, I felt like coming here, so I'm coming here and give me citizenship because it's disrespectful. You know, I don't, how can you accept to, how can you expect to be accepted when you can't even follow the laws of that land, like it's, it's coming into the country with just complete disrespect for the country, for the people. And when I think about, oh, well, maybe I'd get a, a residency somewhere or citizenship somewhere else. I think, man, I'd want to respect their laws. I'd want to respect their culture. I'd want to respect their borders and do things the right way. But that's that's not what's happening here. And and apparently, since it's advantageous for the Democrats, it, it doesn't matter. Uh, so interesting ruling. Virginia rule allowing late ballots missing postmark was illegal court rules. OK, so here we go. It was illegal, but oh, too bad. Elections already over. So the Virginia Board of Elections rule allowing officials to count ballots that arrived without a postmark up to three days after the election was a legal estate judge ruled. I mean, obviously, and this was why people are calling it a fraudulent election, among many other things. There were rules and laws that were completely just ripped up, thrown in the wind, and just these radical rules were just 
put in place with no no backing by the state legislatures, no actual law. They were just made. Virginia Circuit Court Judge William Eldridge ruled that the state's late mail-in ballot law violated state statute and permanently banned the law in future Virginia elections. The Public Interest Legal Foundation announced Monday. PILF sued the state's Board of Elections in October on behalf of Thomas Reed, Frederick County, Virginia election officials. This is a big win for the rule of law. This consent decree gives Mr. Reed everything he requested, a permanent ban on accepting ballots without a postmark after election day, and is a loss for the Virginia bureaucrats who said ballots could come in without these protections. Which is great. But, you know, it's a little late now. The Board of Elections proposed the rule during an August 4th meeting and related guidance was sent to election officials statewide on August 13th to inform them of the change. PILF sued on behalf of Reed. And, you know, prior to the November election, this is I saw these radical rules being implemented by judges, by state boards, all these people. It wasn't by the state legislatures or the people who decide election law. All these other people were making the decisions, and I could kind of see where this was headed. And, you know, why did it take till now for a judge to say, hey, no, that's unconstitutional. You can't do that. So the only hope I think this country has is if a few Democrats, probably some in swing states, realize that if the if they turn too far left, they will be voted out of office. So now it's too dim. Cinema will oppose eliminating filibuster. Report says so. Senate Majority Leader Joe Joe Manchin has already said he would oppose eliminating it. So Joe Manchin and Krista Cinema from Arizona say they oppose getting rid of the filibuster. So on Monday, the Washington Post reported that there is another Democrat who's not willing to eliminate the filibuster besides Senate Majority Leader Joe Manchin, Arizona Senator Kristen Sinema. So Joe Manchin has been the most outspoken Democrat opponent of changing Senate rules and has sought to assemble a bipartisan cadre of centrist senators willing to hammer out deals across the aisle. But other Democrats are similarly resistant. A spokesman, a spokeswoman for Senator Kristen Sinema said the senator is against eliminating the filibuster and she is not open to changing her mind about eliminating the filibuster. Now, let me explain this. First off, I think she is definitely a little bit more moderate than a lot of the Democrats in the Senate. But the probably the biggest reason she's against it is she's up for reelection in Arizona in 2022. That is soon. That is the next election. And I think she has properly, uh, you know, uh, calculated that if she wants to be back in the Senate in a few years, she's going to have to have a more moderate. A more moderate approach than most of the Democrats want to do. The Post indicated that the ranks of those Democrats opposed to eliminating the filibuster may swell beyond two. Meanwhile, other Democrat senators, including John Tester, have also signaled support for the status quo while hinting that the GOP's stonewalling could change their minds. 
So on January 10th, Manchin said that he was against eliminating the legislative filibuster, saying, I'm basically for making this place work together. I don't know if that works. I'd be no on that. So look, if there's no if, if they don't eliminate the filibuster, since you have a 50-50 Senate, that is the only chance I see um, for the country not being completely destroyed in the next uh two years but even then i don't know we'll have to see and you know sometimes i get a, a little bit blackpilled and here's here's the reason why okay so billionaire apollo ceo leon black is resigning after an investigation reveals he paid 158 million to jeffrey epstein 158 million to a child trafficker <laughs> Apollo Global Management Chief Executive Leon Black is stepping down following the results of an independent investigation into his relationship with Jeffrey Epstein, the firm said on Monday. The report found larger than previously known payments from Black to the disgraced financier, though it was said that the payments were for legitimate financial and tax planning services. Epstein was arrested in 2019, blah, blah, blah. And here's the thing. This man will never be investigated by the FBI. He'll never have charges brought against him by the DOJ. Uh, Bill Clinton, who flew on the Lolita Express a thousand times, the same. But it just goes to show you that there's a two-tiered system, and these rich, you know, multimillionaire, well-connected people, he may lose his job, but he's not going to lose his freedom. And I guarantee you, you do not pay Jeffrey Epstein $158 million, uh, for financial services when there's literally no proof that he ever provided any financial services to anybody. Um, but we know he had an island, and we know there was a lot of young people that went there. And now, speaking of trying to make this a one-party state, Brandon Straka, the guy who started the Walk Away campaign, um, it became very big online, huge Facebook group, you know, big on YouTube, just kind of like a social media phenomena. And he was, you know, the guy who started it and the face of it. He has been arrested by the FBI. So on Monday, FBI agents arrested Walkaway founder Brandon Straka for his actions at the Capitol on January 6th. The Walkaway campaign began on Facebook in the summer of 2018 after Straka, a uh, gay guy from New York, posted a video explaining why he was walking away from the Democrat Party. The walk-away movement attracted hundreds of thousands of people, making Straka a target of the Marxist left. Straka, 44, was taken into custody on Monday by agents from the FBI Omaha field office and faces charges of impending law enforcement uh, officer during civil disorder. Um, so obviously this is for the, the Capitol thing. On Monday afternoon, the Gateway Pundit spoke with Brandon former assistant who filled us in on Brandon's arrest. Here's a copy of the criminal complaint. So, yeah, I mean, they're basically criminalizing being a right winger. And, and, you know, that's part of the reason you, you see people getting a lot more quiet. It's getting very hot and it's getting actually dangerous to be a conservative. It's actually getting dangerous to support the president. If you do, 
you'll be arrested. If you do, you'll lose your job. If you do, the bank will cut you off. If you, I mean, there's actual real consequences to what's going on right now all over the place. And uh, I hope people support Brandon because he certainly does not deserve to, uh, to be arrested. And just to add to the absurdity, there was an analysis done and more than half of Joe Biden's Twitter followers are fake and were just created in January. So let's see. Um, so Twitter user Bray Wild cautions Joe's been getting 100,000 followers on Twitter every day, except they're all fake. So here, let's watch this. Hey, folks. So oh. Well, that just... What the... Yeah, let's refresh that. I think uh, uh, I like the Gateway Pundit, but they have so many ads on this website that it's like it's almost unusable. I mean, honestly, it's it's it. They they need to work on the website. All right. Hey, folks. So this is your daily dose of you are being lied to. Um, big tech is on a serious mission to make you think that Joe Biden really got 82 million votes, which uh, I'm watching his follower count go up by the hundreds of thousands by the day. But here's the funny thing. If you go to Joe Biden's followers, I'd say at least 70% of them all joined in January and have zero followers. The next one. Zero followers joined in January. The next one. Oh, they have one follower. They might they might be real. Let's go to Joel Lawrence. Zero followers signed up in January. How about Jason? Jason's got a picture of a little baby crying. Jason, I have dogs. Um, joined in January. Let's see uh, if we go down. Oh, Foxy. Foxy has a cool profile picture. Joined in January. One follower. You can slide down anywhere. Let's go to Karen. Karen. Yeah, we can't see Karen's account. Doesn't exist. Um, joined in January 2021. Let's see, Michael Castillo. Oh, he's got five. Oh, no, that might might be a real person. Who knows? Um, let's go to Heather Christmas. Heather Christmas has zero followers and joined in January. Uh, Blessed. Blessed has zero followers and joined in January. All right, folks, this is just, you know, a little proof showing there's no way he has 26 million followers on Twitter, just like he got nowhere near 82 million and so yeah supposedly joe biden now has about 26 million followers on twitter trump before they banned him was up to 88 million kamala harris only has 8 million but somehow they got more they got 80 million votes and trump with 88 million followers got 74 but they trump they trumped trump in these in these numbers yeah, I mean, it doesn't pass the smell test, not at all. Um, so, okay, Biden currently has 6.3 Twitters on followers on Twitter, which is honestly kind of sad for a president, you know. 
prior to Twitter suspending President Trump, he had 88.7 million followers. And YouTube is also doing damage control for Biden. Oddly, the fake president purportedly populated uh, popularity does not translate to enthusiasm for his speeches and events. Every single video posted on uh, the White House's official YouTube channel since Biden's inauguration has gained significantly more downvotes than upvotes. <laughs> A 31-minute video of Biden's inauguration, the most viewed on the channel, has amassed... 43,000 dislikes and just 9,200 likes. <laughs> White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki first press conference on Wednesday was a massively downvoted by the American public on YouTube. So let's see. Yeah, thir- uh, 10,000 dislikes. And then later in the evening, they got rid of some of them. So it was only 1.3 thousand dislikes. So YouTube's in on it. Everybody's in on it trying to protect Joe Biden. Um, But if you just look at a lot of the normal markers of popularity, if you look at social media accounts, if you look at, uh, you know, crowd sizes, if you look at really anything, you really have to wonder what happened this year um, because it does look very suspicious. And, uh, his his uh, approval rating is at forty eight percent, which I think is like an all time low for when you're just when you just became president. When Trump just became, it was like fifty four percent, and when uh, Barack Obama became president, it was around like sixty something percent, like high sixties, high to mid sixties. So like pretty popular people, I'd say. Joe Biden is much lower than that. His disapproval is at forty five percent. His approval is at forty eight percent. So. Basically, he's screwed unless they legalize millions of illegals or find a way to rig the elections. So, look, the country is on a very slippery slope. And if they find a way to legalize the illegals, rig the elections then I think it's pretty much over. I really do. And and that doesn't mean like your lives are going to be horrible or, you know, you can't go on or like whatever. It just means that national electoral politics are not going to be a way, a, a productive thing for you to waste your time on because Republicans are not cheaters, at least not to that extent. They don't, they don't have the same greed for power that Democrats have. And that greed for power is why they'll do anything to keep it. So we'll see what happens. But this is the plan for them to have one-party rule. And for Rio, this is his.